Welcome to Cambo Rico, the podcast with Pedro Martinez and Rosemary Mel. second episode of hey all righty so um it looks like the we survived podcast number one honey um we are definitely learning a lot as we go uh podcast number one the audio and the video suck pretty much so it was a rag well it was a rag as you know i i'll try to mess with the cheap uh, webcams and um, trying to color co afterward it's just horrible you know have a they're 720 they're not even 1080p or, or OHD so you know they, they they're doing the tricks so let's see I don't know how I guess we'll do better as we go um, but we made it so this is the second episode so welcome to the second episode guys um, this week we have been through um, some hell with the cars we have some wear and tears in our car especially the brakes you know and it has been uh yeah that was an experience especially when it first happened it sounded like a dinosaur stepped on our car <laughs> and then everything just went oh. yeah so we had the we were coming back from luquillo and one of the cars actually the second one we got uh, the yukon we got coming back from luquillo a little southern you know we lost brake so we have to shift down and that was down the hill and finally we we're able to get you know on track some kind of pumping uh instead of getting the towing uh service we decided to tough it up <laughs> so we made it to roll with it literally we made it to the mechanic shop uh which is good and two days earlier we had the uh, nissan armada also making some dinosaur noises and those were uh also the brakes which luckily happened right in front of our house, right in the driveway. So we were coming down. It was like clunk, clunk, bong. That's how it sounded like. How was it? Clunk, clunk, bong. Wow. Yeah, that's how it is. That's a new surround system here. <laughs> clunk, clunk, pound. So. <laughs> All right. So um, yesterday I posted a picture on Instagram of uh, one of the local snakes. They call the Puerto Rican boa in... Uh, I guess next to the beer can, and they love Medalla Light. That was pretty good. I don't know if you saw that, that no, picture, saw picture coming in. <laughs> yeah, so it was pretty good. Was um, really so um, there are two native species uh, here in Puerto Rico, plus another 10 to 15 that have been introduced. So we have um, Dr. Alberto Puente Rolon. He's one of the guys that are keeping track of those. Uh, we have a lot of friends that are biologists and work in the rainforest so um, they understand you know all about animals so if we have any questions about the animals around the house we take a picture video or call them and they tell us all about it so i know which is so convenient especially with birds well yeah well, it's, well the snakes you know they eat rodents they eat you know i know i around. think we have like a good family of little snakes here they're so adorable Every now and then, like, one will go in the house, like, following a cricket or something. <laughs> They're so tiny and small. 
Uh, we didn't have a smosh snakes in Virginia, at least uh, the area that we were in. So. No, I don't remember seeing many snakes. But I do remember here when I was picking up parcha underneath the mango tree. Passion fruit, yeah. Parcha. Oh, passion fruit. Yeah. Underneath a mango tree, there was this, it looked like a boa. It was, it was like speckled green and dark green and it was like huge it was in a ball but it looked like it would have been like like this <laughs> mm, are you sure it was that big or no because it was all balled up you know because the dogs are with me and so they were barking at him and so he kind of like retracted but his head was like this like as big as my hand <laughs> okay i mean uh <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it looked, it was, it looked like it had pattern dots on it and yeah. it was green and dark green. So I don't know if it was native or it was something introduced, but, uh, we do have our, our fair share of snakes around here. Uh, but we love the place. Uh, one of the things that we were talking about, um, actually we've been talking about for a while and since we created the blog and the videos. Is because people are interested in you know you know why Puerto Rico why move here and we were discussing that last night and, and this morning kind of finding out topics for today's podcast it is um why do anybody want to move to Puerto Rico I mean well for me it was the easiest transition from from the United States because everything we had in the United States we can also have here, meaning our driver's license, like the use of our social security card and getting um, important documents and our passports, you know, will still say United States. And so it was like all of that transitioned really well here. So I didn't really have a problem. It doesn't seem like it. I left the United States. I mean, we haven't, but legally, yeah, le legally, but it just it was just the easiest transition we'll say i will agree with that i know we were um thinking about moving out of the u.s and kind of taking a break for all the whole corporate shit uh just a day-to-day -day routine and we discussed about either going to south america southeast asia uh thinking about you know we we had a son at the time we didn't have the kids the the smaller ones um you know your parents were back in and uh in the states so we we're trying to find a happy medium a place that we actually could feel comfortable dominican republic uh down uh, peru ecuador you know down south america and central america seems appealing because the currency has changed but in reality you know how much would it cost to travel back to the u.s often you know what if something happened you know, are those countries politically stable, stable. Um, so those are the things that we took in consideration so I think Puerto Rico because I'm from here it made it easier for us to move here because I know the area I, you know we can navigate through and I know the language which was a big makes thing. it easy <laughs> <laughs> however you are fluent now I am oh my god the first day it was horrible god even even the whole culture I was mm -hmm. like kissing cheeks <laughs> I'm not the kissing cheeks. Uh, like butt cheeks or? No, oh, I meant like, 
Did I greet each other? Like, oh yeah, we're a little warmer, I guess, uh, compared to I the got, US. I got like a handshake or a wave. But here, it's just like, oh my god, they'll give you a huge hug and then they'll kiss you on both cheeks. In the beginning, I was just like, whoa, my personal space. You know, but after like a few times, it's like, okay, I need to just get over it. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah, so um, obviously besides uh, moving in and being close to the U.S. to go back and forth, um, again, still, for those that don't know, Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory. Uh, in, in fact, we're U.S. colony. We were invaded and mm. our colonizers haven't left us alone. Um, which is my opinion. So we have beaches all around. It's an island. I mean, it's, the weather is nice, but the most part is in the 80s all around the year. Um, yeah, we have some spots, you know, the, a few days here and there that might get up to 90s uh, in summer. Um, yeah. We got some rainy seasons as well. Obviously, there in the past ten years have been kind of random. You know, typically it used to be Christmas, yeah. April, but now it's whenever. Then we have a very active uh, hurricane season, at least ever since Maria, back in yeah, 2017. Now, now it seems like every year uh, we're getting more and more storms. So. Well, ever since we moved back, it's been also earthquakes. I like all those years before. Maria, we didn't have earthquakes, and now all of a sudden it's like an earthquake every six months or something. I mean, it's not huge. There was like the one huge one, but it's been little ones here and there. I think it was the 6.1, the largest. Mm -hmm. That's about it. And um, we were passing through those houses that were just like devastated. Yeah, there were houses down south of the island that, that are on, on columns or pillars, and they were, they were on the ground, which is, was pretty interesting to see. Yeah, they're still there. <laughs> they still there. Um, so yeah, uh, the people is great here for the most part. I mean, people outside of their work environment, they're great. I mean, oh, to, yeah. they're so friendly. They're friendly. They're social. Um, however, people in their work environment, um, they don't seem to take their work seriously, or they just don't give a shit for the most part because customer service sucks here i don't know no i have to agree there is a, i mean that's why we don't even go out as often and even if we do go out it's more just for having a beer here and there but for a sit-down restaurant uh, or even or anything even going to the grocery store or going to uh, a clothing store to buy some shirts you know it's always a pain and if you need help oh for god's sakes you can't ask an employee. They'll just roll their eyes and look at you like you're bothering them. It's one of those. Yeah, I mean, that's for the most part. Not everybody's like that, but um, compared to the U.S., you can see the big difference in the attitude of serving the customer. Where here, it's almost like you they're doing you in a favor by you showing up at their place and spend mm -hmm. your money on their place. So... It a, is. Few, a few times, though, you know, I don't look Puerto Rican at all, mm -hmm. but I speak Spanish very well and I understand Spanish. But for some reason, I'm talking Spanish. They're looking at me trying to speak English. And I'm like, I understand what you're saying. They're like, okay, I try to speak English. I'm just like, okay, you do you. <laughs> <laughs> Could it be the accent? I don't know. 
I don't know. I just feel like sometimes they feel like I need to speak English because she doesn't look Spanish or Puerto Rican at all. I'm sitting there speaking Spanish to them, and they're like, "You need a translator." <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> um, what do you look like? Filipino. <laughs> I look Cambodian. <laughs> you do look Cambodian. Um, so yeah, the customer service not only in places like um, um, restaurants or or stores, but even doctor's office. I mean. Oh yeah, the doctor's office. That's a that's an adventure, a whole day adventure for one appointment. So, say you schedule an appointment at eight o'clock in the morning, and they have you down and thing. You confirmed it. It's eight o'clock in the morning, correct? And they're like, "Yes, eight o'clock. Show up at eight o'clock." No, you have to show up at six o'clock because they have ten other people scheduled at eight o'clock, and if you don't. They have a sign-in sheet, and if you're not the first one on the sign-in sheet, your appointment might be at like 10 or 11 or even 12. It's not not even eight o'clock. Sometimes the doctor won't even show up until like 10 o'clock. So your eight o'clock, I guess, was to sit there and wait until the doctor shows up. It's a whole day thing. It's such a pain. Yeah, another thing I noticed was that a lot of these places, and not so much doctor's office, but um, restaurants and stores, they're not very kid friendly, it, uh, or at least small kid friendly, where oh, you can just funny. can take him things. They have taken kids into account, you know, areas where they can, you know, explore. You know, kids cannot sit still for more than thirty minutes, one hour, you know. And and if you're having a meal, family meal, you want a place where they can. Um, run and and spend the energy so you don't see that i mean you all have this at the mcdonald's you know with their section or burger king um because it's pretty standard you know the chain and they have mm -hmm. those areas but local places you know it's very few that actually uh care for you know for family friendly environments you know yeah i mean okay so the united states has their version of a family friendly restaurant meaning that It'll still be like a restaurant scene, but they will have a little something for the kids, like a color, like a little coloring menu with crayons or something. Here, they don't even, they don't even do that. They don't even expect kids to be there. That's that's the that's the mentality. And if there is, there are kids there, it just seems like a bother to the server. <laughs> like, I don't know. They just give you one of those glares, like keep your kids under control like like they are they just they're kids yeah but you know and there's a few places uh that we've been that they doing a pretty good job uh at least on this side of the island the east side which is um uh a hamburguito which is very just tolerant they just have some toys laying around mm -hmm. however you know the only part of that place has like glasses and metals and, and things that your kids can get hurt too so it's not <laughs> I guess I would call it kids tolerant versus kid friendly. Um, yeah, then there's a hacienda, and I can't think of a name. Hacienda something is on on Seba, where they actually have an entire playing ground, entire area just for oh, kids. That's it's right. huge. That actually, I like that one the most. Uh -huh. And the food is is actually pretty decent, and the customer service is like very nice. Right, but it's one of the few places that only opens on the weekends and. We haven't been there in a while. 
No, we haven't. Well, because of what's, ha- what's yeah, been going on. Yeah, the pandemic always things a little off here. But the view, because it's high up, the view is actually very like you could see everything because it's so high up. So the view is spectacular. Yes, definitely to the beach and to the mountains mm-hmm. and everything. So it's a nice place. Um, one thing that we experience and we use a lot is the colmado. So in the rural areas, um, we have these little convenience stores that mostly sell alcohol and then some first necessity items. It's almost like walking into a, one of those uh, Kiwi Mart or 7-Elevens, so to speak. It's just not as fancy. You know? <laughs> yes, it's very rural. But the way it works is, you know, you just get there and buy. However, you can pretty much purchase now but pay later. They have this fiao. That's what we call them. When you take something for hours, they have a notebook and they write things down. And, you know, on, whenever the check comes in, you know, at the end of the week or at the end of the month, you know, you pay for whatever it is. So that, yeah, that, that was like pretty a, neat, actually. It's a tap. I know they did it way back in the day in the United States because I, I remember seeing in old movies mm-hmm. where at like the, gro- the corner store, they will have everything on, on a tab and then you pay everything at the beginning of the month. And I thought that was really, really neat, really, actually, because it's like I haven't seen it before except for in movies. I was like, oh, they really do that? Wow, they trust people to do that? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's a good thing or a bad thing. The good thing is, you know, the convenience of it where you're just driving around and you just pass by, you stop really quick, grab whatever you need and keep going and write it down. But then, you know, you might keep going and going or, or, or pay beers or uh, one thing is like, if you go with intention of drinking one or two beers at a Comado, it will never mm-hmm. happen. The only way this will happen if you grab that one or two beers and leave. Yeah. Otherwise, you end up paying the round for everybody and then we all have to take turns. So if there are eight people, you cannot leave until all eight have paid their round because first of all, you have to wait for your turn. Second, if you leave before, they take offense. Yeah, because so, that means that you didn't put in your fair share into the group conversation. But 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 not even drinking. I mean, let's say you're the one that, that actually paid the round now. If you don't stay and, and share with them and everything, they take offense too, you know. Oh, just sit there, chat and talk. Oh, I get it. Well, I'm usually just behind Pedro drinking. <laughs> He's the one that's doing all the socializing. <laughs> I'm just there. Yeah, like, and, and yeah, just talking and talking and then drinking and talking. Before you know it, you get up and, you know, it's like two six-packs of beer have been drank, you know, before you know it. just a matter of a couple hours, you know. It's crazy. Well, I, I always thought the Comada was a great social environment for the, for the community. So we live up in the mountains, and it's a very, I guess, you know everybody and you know what goes around and you know what's going on. But the central location where everybody meets right after work or, you know, doing whatever or passing by is the Kalmata. So you get to know your neighbors and you get to know them well. So then you get to know other things like, oh, you know what, you're a mechanic. Oh, you know what, you're this. You know, I could help you out with this. Or, you know, it's kind of like that camaraderie that, you know, that you get that you don't get anywhere like at the gas station down the street. You don't get that. And a Kalmado, you get that. You get to know the owner of the Kalmado, too. And you actually well, we're Well, obviously, good because if you're... <laughs> you're, if buying you're, if you're buying rounds. If you're buying rounds, if you have a tap, he yeah. better know you. At least know where you live in case he needs to get his money. You know, you don't go pay for it. You know? 
right. like I consider the the owner of Komodo down here as a very good friend. Yeah. Because we do go down there mainly to just sit and chat with him. He's like the central person. Of course, he's like, Pedro's here. That means everybody's gonna come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we we tend to pull a lot of people. Um, it just you know, we just talking We're just social people. and social and. Yeah, and um, build a good network. So if you are, whether in Puerto Rico or any other country, especially Spanish-speaking country, get to know people. Um, the way things work around here is depending on who you know. Uh, who you know will determine how fast you're going to get service from the government, mm. especially the local municipality. Um, whether the mechanic, you know, have you wait a couple of days or whether they fix things immediately whether you need heavy machinery and don't know who to call and get in line for the heavy machinery whether you know it's just anything you know if, if you have um an area where we don't have really neighbors next door but you know it's a little farther away you know we we know we, we can call anybody in the middle of the night and they will show up you know for security reasons yeah. so that's really nice yeah so it, it's different already so we are gonna try to keep this uh, episode short. I think we went up to 53, 54 minutes last time. We intended to be 15 minutes. So this is the podcast for today. Please, um, if you have any questions, comments um, in regards to the podcast, in regards to moving to Puerto Rico, in regards to shipping containers, which I think uh, we're gonna be talking some of that down the road. Um, please. Um, Shoot us uh, the comment in the comment section, the questions and comments uh, under this video. Um, we have been sponsored today by your damn pocket because you know we still don't have sponsor, and the idea of having sponsorship is just so we can keep coming and putting videos out. But we want to ensure that we bring information for us. is is fun. I mean, this is a hobby. Uh, we enjoy sharing. You know how we live off the grid and a shipping container on the island it's a beautiful mm -hmm. island uh if you haven't been in puerto rico please make an effort after this pandemic to come visit us you know it's definitely great that you're gonna enjoy it um you might you might move into puerto rico who knows yeah i went on vacation twice before i made that decision like i think i could do something here <laughs> i yeah. could move here i could live here other than nails <laughs> it's a stereotype of Asians that we do nails, but yes, I did consider it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, this is for today. Uh, please um, remember, if you like the video, give the thumbs up. Um, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't done so and hit that little bell icon so you get notified next time we upload a video. And you know, the best way you can support us is by sharing this video with your friends. Uh, if you watch this on YouTube, share the link on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, you know, anywhere. Um, so we can get more popular, so we can get more folks coming in, more questions and comments are coming in, and we can share that with you. Uh, until today, uh, we'll see you.